It is Friday, and we were on the road. Hopcat in Ann Arbor is where we were doing Everything is Marketing today. So you will get that podcast in mere seconds. But before we do that, I want to remind you that the reason we were there is because we're going to be out there in two weeks doing a Belgian session for beer. So if you are in the Ann Arbor area and interested in that, um, get online, mlivemediagroup.com, and you can get signed up for session only 30 spots to do that one. A very cool space in Ann Arbor. It's going to be a very cool event. Excited to see you there. And without further ado, we celebrate craft beer live in Ann Arbor. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker, and today coming to you live from Hopcat in Ann Arbor, where we will be uh, on August 26th for our next session event. And this is uh, you know, what we're calling one of our workshop events. And Nick Philemon is here with us uh, to sort of talk through what we're doing this time around. You know, we're doing uh, a Belgian tasting. So maybe walk me through uh, what you know, you've got the men- menu in front of us. Like, What can somebody expect as they show up on August 26th? Well, our goal with this event uh, was to really highlight uh, some of our favorite Belgian styles and also some of the favorite beers and some of the best representations that we see in this style. So, um, And along with that, uh, we're going to also pair those with some items that you can find on our menu that are a little bit uh, tweaked and twisted a little bit um, to better represent some things that might be along a little bit more of a traditional Belgian style as far as the food goes, um, but to also fit with those beer pairings. So... Um, with the pairings, what we've done is we've started with a pretty basic Belgian wit, um, moved into a Belgian triple, then a Belgian quad, uh, and then kind of wanted to play around a little bit with something a little bit more sour, which is a Flanders red ale too, which is also a very classic Belgian style. So it gives a pretty cool representation. We get to showcase some great breweries from, from Belgium and overseas, um, as well as the U.S. And so, you know, while I have you here, uh, it's been fascinating to kind of watch this universe explode in the way it has and you know this being a marketing podcast i'd be remiss if i didn't have three minutes with you to kind of talk about what this expansion has been like and we're sitting here in in hopcat um this is what second location third location this is our fifth location fifth location Mm -hmm. um you know each one of these kind of has their own unique vibe the ann arbor one is very ann arbor and very cool can you kind of give me maybe um to the best of your knowledge, like what a three-year view of this industry is looking like as fast as people, because it seems like any one of these tastings that you do, you were talking earlier about the tastings you guys do on your own, the one we're going to do on August 26th, it seems like this is not slowing down by any stretch of the imagination. No, by no means. I mean, if we're looking at the craft beer industry as a whole, um, there's pretty much two breweries per day opening up (laughs) in the U.S. right now. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? So I mean, you know, we're looking at, you know, over 700 breweries opening per year at this point in time, uh, which has just been great because we've seen everything from uh, really small craft breweries, Founders being a great example, that started really small, ran some issues, and is now one of the larger craft breweries in the country. Sure. Um, and then we look at, you know, some of the smaller breweries um, that are really stylistically uh, focusing on certain things. Jolly Pumpkin's a great example of that that really focuses on some Belgian styles located, you know, right you know, in the in Ann Arbor area. So um, it's been cool to see it grow. It's been a so much fun to be a part of it and you know our goal and part of our mission is to support all these independent businesses and to really just grow the amount of craft beer that everybody drinks and really help educate all of our guests and and isn't that kind of the 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 magic sauce right you know all, all of these people who are in the restaurant right now and who are consuming this may miss the nuance of what you just said which is that this thing is kind of exploding off the backs of this entrepreneurial spirit like mm-hmm. i would like to do this artwork that i have and then share it out with the world and so 
if somebody's listening to this or they're just walking down the street now and they want to get into this, they've been drinking one of the big three forever and they like beer, but they don't really understand it. Something like having a sign on your wall, you know, on your window like you do that says like 100 craft beers right. could be a bit intimidating. So for somebody who's just jumping into this, what would be a great way to start? And maybe I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe like your first, you know, one of the first things you would might offer that person in a tasting. Uh, one of the things that we do and, and what's fun about it is that our staff is very passionate about craft beer. So um, we, we bring people on that love to talk about it. So it's really fun for us to just share knowledge with our guests. So uh, we get to kind of hang out all day and talk to people about beer, uh, which is realistic. Sounds like a terrible job. It's I don't know why really, anyone would want that. It's really one of the coolest jobs in the entire world, right? So we get to talk to everybody about beer. So, um, you know, whether we have a drinker that's never had craft beer in their entire lives or somebody who's super into it and knows a thousand times more than I do about craft beer, it's great because we get to engage with them every single day. So um, the way that our menu is set up uh, with 100 different beers on draft and 70 of those constantly rotating, um, we have a different, a lot of different options. So, but we try to walk people through it. We we call it progression. So, sure, uh, we start with some lighter beers, maybe some pilsners, things that are a little bit more similar to what they might be used to drinking. And then we try to move them through. So once we get them hooked on craft beer and the fact that they can actually drink craft beer that tastes really, really, really awesome, compared to maybe some of the beer they're drinking that doesn't. Uh, we walk them through it. So we don't want to punch them in the face with a giant IPA right away. Right. But um, we want to really kind of teach their palate and, uh, you know, help develop that for them. So, again, we're here, and I, it's rare that I get these opportunities to kind of mm-hmm. get the inside scoop. So you were talking about this menu in particular. You've got 70 beers that you are rotating. Mm-hmm. Can you, without giving away any sort of secrets, can you walk us through, like, what that curation process is like? Is that a, is that a seasonal? I'm sure there's a bit of seasonality, but what's the, kind of, what's the rest of the thought process? Uh, we do focus on it with seasonality. So, um, you know, during the summer months, we're not trying to have a billion stouts and porters on and things like that. We want to save those for the winners. But uh, we do just we really try to represent each category of beer um, and focus on that. But we have one we have a full time manager at every single one of our locations um, who curates our entire beer program. Um, which awesome. he, he literally has the coolest shop in the entire Absolutely, world, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, so he focuses on that and really tries to bring new things, things that are local to our area, um, things that work with seasonality as well, too. Um, so kind of want to have the, the classics and the hits at all times, or as much as we kind of represent sure. those, yeah. while also bringing a lot of things new to the market and uh, really helping to expose those new breweries to people. Very cool. August 26th, we will be here for session. Hopcat in Ann Arbor. Before I let you go, what's your jam right now? Like, what's the one thing you're really digging a lot right now? Oh, oh my gosh. There's so many things on our menu right now. Um, ooh, this is this is like the hardest thing in the entire <laughs> world, right? It's kind of like saying, like, what, what concert would you want to see if you had to see one let's, last concert? Let's try this. How about right this very second, if you had to order something right now, what would you drink right this very second? Um, right now, I'd go for one of my favorites, which is uh, Odd Side Citra Pale. Awesome. Very cool. Nick, thanks so much for spending a couple minutes with us. We cannot wait to do this thing. Uh, tickets available, mlivemediagroup.com. August 26th session is coming to Ann Arbor. Nick, have a great weekend. For sure. Thank you so much. All right, so there Nick goes. We are still live at Hopcat in Ann Arbor, and I uh, want to really quickly talk about the story of the day, which is uh, the, the Target trolling story. If you've not uh, followed this, so last week Target announced that they were getting away from the gender labels of things in their store. So they're not labeling things boys or girls. They're just labeling things as things. So take bikes, for example. There won't be girls' bikes or boys' bikes. There will just be bikes. And obviously there was a, a fair amount of outcry on the Internet, specifically Facebook. So uh, this one particular gentleman, Mike Mel- 
Bellegarde decided it would be funny on Sunday night. He saw all this kind of bubbling up, and he thought it would be funny to start a fake Facebook account called Ask Me. Uh, it's called Ask Me for Help. I think it was called Ask Me for Help, and he used the Target logo as the uh, um, <laughs> as the icon, and he was going on Target's Facebook page and responding to um, people's uh, things that they were saying whatever they were saying uh you know they would say hey i'm never going to shop here again and he would respond um one of the questions on facebook so this guy named gary would go i know this means little to target but i'm tired of the political correctness he goes on blah 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 so ask for help comes on and says actually gary you're wrong this means nothing to us that you feel this way have a great day and he gets a whole bunch of likes these are his greatest hits it was shut down after like six hours i believe finally facebook caught up with him but he had a fair amount of fun uh before it was all over dania says hey we're going to be purchasing our bike equipment from walmart Ask for help comes on and says, well, we're starting to hear that. Good luck with your new relationship with Walmart. Be careful. Excuse me. We hear they sell bikes without seats on them. And then they, they get worse from there, which I won't read on this podcast. But uh, you can see the story and all of his uh, Facebook responses on uh, Adweek at Adweek.com. But the reason I bring it up is because Target obviously couldn't say thank you, even though many brands want a guy like this on their team to say thank you. So instead, on Instagram, uh, they posted a photo of two trolls uh, on the front of a ship and said, remember the days when trolls ruled the world? They do now only at Target. So that was their subtle way of saying thank you. Um, And uh, Mike went on to say, Target, you're absolutely awesome. And that got 2,500 likes on their uh, Instagram page. A lot of of people are paying attention to the story. And a a very funny story to bring light to uh, things that happen with a brand that sometimes a brand probably wants to do but likely can't do right they've got to play down the middle and they there's political correctness and they certainly have to uh make sure they keep the most amount of clients possible but there are always opportunities to fire the client and i'm not saying the target should have done this on their own but uh well done mike it was some very fun stuff that you did over the uh, past couple of days and uh we in the marketing universe appreciate you i just want to nod my hat to him uh, all right so we are like i said live at hopcat we will be back here on august 26th on monday i will be in detroit um doing some podcasts about the auto industry so that will be very fun excited to do that i hope you guys have an awesome weekend we will talk soon it is the everything is marketing podcast my name is eric Alfred.